The Department of Veterans Affairs Healthcare System has made substantial progress in treating hepatitis C and is on track to complete treatment of all of its infected patients within the next few years. The Indian Health Service, by contrast, is struggling to meet the needs of its patients with the virus. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Brig Riley, HIV-HCV National Programs Epidemiologist at the Northwest Tribal Epidemiology Center of the Northwest Portland Area Indian Health Board. Mr. Riley has co-authored a perspective article about the disparities in HCV treatment between Native Americans and veterans. Mr. Riley, you write in your article that American Indians and Alaska Natives have the highest HCV-related mortality of any group in the United States, more than double the rate of the country as a whole. Is that solely because of lack of access to treatment, or are there other factors involved? I think there are other factors involved, but the biggest solution will be treatment to hepatitis C virus. I think there are a lot of access bottlenecks that the American Indian Alaska Native population has. And I think if we want to bend that curve to reduce deaths related to HCV, liver cancer, and so on, treatment and drug access is going to be priority one. You also say in your article that the Indian Health Service spends far less on health care than the nationwide average. So what explains that disparity? Has health care for Native Americans always been underfunded? It sure seems that way. If you look at the metrics compared to the VA or just the U.S. in general, the amount of funding that goes per patient in Indian Health Service is far below any other benchmark. And so you have this base layer of underfunding. And when that happens, when you have some of the issues that Indian Health Service has suffered as far as human resources and some of the quality problems that have come to light, I think this underlying budget issue is part of that problem. But you have a second layer where, on top of that, VA received supplemental funding just for hepatitis C, a huge amount, over $2 billion in different slices over the years. But that is also lacking from Indian Health Service. So if you take that baseline funding that is absent and then the hep C funding that is absent, then you have the situation that we're in now. So is the VA's current action the result solely of that $2 billion, or has the VA done a good job historically treating its HCV patients? They've done both. They do a good job of treating their patients but you really see their treatment numbers flick on and off like a light switch when you look at their volume as funding ruptured for hep C, then the numbers would drop off dramatically. And then they got such a decisive amount that they were able to put it on their formulary where there were no non-clinical restrictions that you see in some state Medicaid programs. People could be treated as soon as they were ready based on clinical need. They did not have to have late-stage liver disease. Even if they have what we call F0, which is the earliest stage, they could be treated. Is it that lack of money that keeps the new HCV medications off the Indian Health Service formulary? And who would make the decision to put them on? That's high in the food chain. I think Congress and Indian Health Service need to come together and figure out how that funding would look like and how much would be needed so that everyone who needs treatment could get it as per the VA. There are other solutions that have been put out there by other entities that would include amortizing the the price over time to deal with the upfront costs because we have tens of thousands of backlogged patients that need treatment now because they're looking at late-stage liver disease. We have also one idea put together by the National Academies of Science, Engineering, and Medicine to buy the rights, that the federal government should just buy the rights to a pangenotypic HCV drug and then be able to supply that at cost to publicly insured patients. Again, I don't know what solution is best, but right now we're in a bit of a stasis. I don't know if Congress would also want to take an extreme and perhaps let tribes exercise sovereignty and go and get generic drugs overseas that are certified and at about 1% of the national price here. Has that ever been done for any other drug? Is that something that could happen? 
I think that would be an extreme solution. I think that's probably the least probable, but something needs to happen. If you look at the VA, though, I mean, it does get back to the formulary and the funding. You have all these issues with access and difficulties. You need specialists. But having the drugs in the VA just cut through all the clutter and has really opened up access in that system. And I think it would do the same for IHS. And is that something that would be cost-effective in the long run? Yes, I think it would be highly cost-effective. And in some arguments right now, pharmaceutical companies will say it's cost-effective at current prices. But it's not affordable. It's just not realistic in the face of what public health care budgets have. So what we're looking at right now, Indian Health Service has to go hat in hand to Medicaid programs and different third-party payers to try to get the drugs for our patients there. And you have this catch-22 where only late-stage liver disease patients generally qualify when earlier treatment would have actually prevented late-stage disease. And you see a very state-level response to all of this. Our patients do the best in states where Medicaid eligibility is the most open, and that would include places like California, New Mexico, and Washington. Where it's notoriously difficult would be states like Arizona, Montana, and Oregon. Our patients really have a tough time qualifying in those states. Finally, do you see the same kinds of disparities between the Indian Health Service and the VA when it comes to treatment for other conditions, or is this unique to HCV? Well, I'm in my silo here of infectious disease and hepatitis C and HIV. But if you look at pretty much across the board, that funding disparity translates into a lot of difficulties for our patients on all types of care. And I will say, I know Indian Health Service has had some difficulty in the media, and deservedly so. There's been some really shocking developments and lack of accountability. But at the same time, Indian Health Service is capable of great things. They've had a really exemplary hepatitis B control program up in Alaska over the past couple decades. Their adult immunization, HPV immunization markers are above the national curve. And recently, they've had some strong successes in their diabetes programs. So I think it's there if we get the resources that they need. I think we can start treating our patients in a much more meaningful way. Thank you, Mr. Riley.